0: i that you I i <laughs> you
1: I would
2: have been
0: I don't by
2: Yes. Um, sure us, but i want all can the and, um, and but, yes. but I'm
0: i focus okay. Furthermore, we have the opportunity to discuss <laughs> the state of 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 the
2: state of the 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 state of that's not the 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 not the of the is a problem in the system and I to start by telling you that the normal not possible for the system to to engineer the to improve the and, uh, it to uh, it to um, I was um, very in the end. i not a person. I was not a Okay, friends, I'm going to need to return your seats. We're going to get started here.
1: Welcome to those of you who are online. Thanks
2: for joining us for this portion of the service. I'm going to start. I have a whole bunch of announcements. I want to get them out of the way. So I'm going to start with those. We have a semi annual meeting coming up this uh, this coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock. It is both here at the church, but there is a Zoom option as well. I would recommend that you come in person. Sometimes the Zoom You end up still feeling somewhat disconnected from conversation. And as much as you may be able to share, you may not necessarily catch all the conversation that happens here. So I'd still encourage you to come in person, but there is the option to attend online by way of Zoom. So this Wednesday, seven o'clock at night, we will be sharing updates, particularly around whole mission, and it will be done. Some uh, some presentation discussion about what's going on there. At this point, um, you're gonna wanna to find out more. You're gonna wanna come and hear about that. It's gonna be good. We are running Angel Tree again, like we have um, many Christmases in the past. And so, uh, if you are. Interested in giving to the Angel Tree Project? Just click Special Projects on QuickPay and send your donation that way. Or check the box on your offering envelope that says Special Project. We only have one offering envelope, and That's Angel Tree, and you can give give in that way. Uh, we will be collecting those offerings for the next couple of weeks until I believe December the 11th. We will also need people who are volunteering to purchase gifts. And people who are volunteering to distribute those gifts, you can talk to um, Sandra and Joel about that, but please do let us know if you're interested in doing that as well. The, the Sunday night evangelism group is collecting hats and gloves because we we're going to be hitting the streets in a couple of weeks to share the news with people that we meet. And part of that would be also showing love for those who are cold. So if you have extra hats and gloves kicking around, please bring them in. Um, there's a box at the back there. You can just drop them in or, or send them our way. We appreciate that. Next Sunday, we are doing a potluck here after the service followed by decorating. We're gonna um, take away the fall theme and get into the, the Christmas stuff. So we're put our Christmas tree up. We're gonna bring up the usual good stuff here. And so please come and join us for our time to um, Continue the conversations we've been having before uh, we got to this watch the service and, and getting to know others and, and so on. So have that potluck time, we'll have the decorating time. So a couple of good reasons to join us in person. Next Sunday as well, we will not be doing a Zoom portion of the service. And so I encourage those who are online, make sure you're here in person. I encourage you to come. Um, All the more reason to come next Sunday as we have POG and as we have decorating. But there will be no Zoom portion
0: of the service next Sunday. Now let's move into some prayer time. Rather than offering um, the prayers as I typically do, I wanted to guide us through a prayer time. Um, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. As, As we see
2: Jesus interact with people in the Gospels, what we see are examples of the way God responds to us in prayer. Jesus being God and people interacting with him means that these are examples of prayer. That we should expect that God responds to us in the same ways that He responds to the people that Jesus is speaking to in the Gospels. And if you take that and begin seeing this in Scripture, it will change your prayer life. It will absolutely change your prayer life. Okay. And I'm gonna draw from two examples, both um and what the, the interaction that Nicodemus is about to have with Jesus in chapter 3 that we're going to get to in a little bit in the message itself. but then also the example of the woman at the well in chapter 4. Okay? And what I want you to do is see the way that Jesus changes the conversation. Okay? So Nicodemus comes to Jesus and he says, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, but no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus responds Truly, I say to you, unless someone is born again, he can't see the kingdom. Do you see how that conversation didn't line up? Nicodemus wants to talk about signs and what God is doing in Jesus. And Jesus changes the
0: conversation to a topic about the kingdom. If we can begin to see this in our own prayer lives, that there are times
2: when we ask God for something, when there are times where we initiate a
0: conversation with God, he changes the conversation. And if we are aware that God
2: does that at times, we will miss his answer to the very things we wanted to talk about. Do you see how this can change your prayer life? Let me give you another example from the next chapter. The woman at the well, Jesus has been talking to her about eating living water. And he says, in fact, if you ask me for this living water, you'll never hurt it again. And she says, give me this living
0: water. that I might not have to come to this well anymore. And what's his response to her? Go we'll call your husband. She asked for water. He addressed how she would get that water. But first she had to deal with something. Are you noticing the, the parallel for your own prayer life?
2: Sometimes our prayer lives are not as linear, the conversation is not as linear as we would like it to be. We want God to give us this particular answer, but in order for God to give us this answer, He has to take us through these things to get to this answer. Go call your husband. And I had someone this week uh, sending emails saying, I've been asking for more of God, and during last week's listening time, I heard God say, go do a polite confession.
0: They were asking for more of God. God said, go call your husband.
2: But that's the answer to more of God, right? An example for my woman. Um, I've been asking for more of God. Two things I heard recently. One, there there was a face that came to mind. And as I sat with that, I realized I was bitter. And I had to release bitterness, forgive, and pray blessing. And this is the guy who preached what seemed like an endless uh, amount of sermons on forgiveness last year. Right? And I fall into that too. Another example from my own life. Um, I've been asking for more of God. What I kept hearing was pursued prophecy. And that's not an answer to this. My question here about how do I get more of you, you and say pursue prophecy. And one day I'm sitting with with this these these texts, the this interaction with Nicodemus. I say, Lord, I don't get that Nicodemus starts here. We, we, we know that you're a teacher, sent from God, because no one can do these things except God, if God is with him. And Jesus said, No one can see the kingdom that mm. you're working. It doesn't make sense. And, and then it was like, and I, I don't know that he so much said this um, with the words. But I'm putting I'm putting what I my sense of what I was hearing about into words. So hear, hear me in that sense. Um, he said, "You keep asking to be told to me, and I keep talking to you about proxy, but you don't see that that's the answer to what you've been asking for, because proxy isn't about speaking so much as knowing and hearing me. And if you can hear me and you can get my heart." You can then do the the whole speaking thing, but that's how to get that closer relationship. So there there are people who prove that the fruit of spiritual gifts because they say you, you, it's not about the gifts, it's about the giver. And God's actually saying, no, sometimes it is actually about the gifts because you get the giver in the process. Okay? Do you see how God answers our prayers in nonlinear ways? So, what I would like to do is just lead us through a time where we, we for a moment sit with the Lord and say, Lord, I've been asking you about and you fill in the blank. How have you been answering that in nonlinear ways that I need to learn to back your prayer? We do that. Lord, I thank you so much, so so much for these examples of prayer. These beautiful, beautiful interactions where Jesus meets with people that he loves and guides those conversations in such a way that the, the right answers meet uh, the questions, but take it to a new level. So, Lord, would you would you speak to us now? What have what have what have we been asking you about? And we expected the answer to look in a certain way. And if we lay that down and ask the question again, would you you guide us to how you have been answering our question, even if it doesn't immediately make sense to us? So where is the don't call your husband? Where is the you need to be born again in our own lives so that we might respond better to you? Guide us now, whether you bring a face to mind, or a word to mind, or a situation to mind, would you speak to us, and we may respond well to you. We offer you this silence, speak where your servants are listening.
0: wouldn't mm-hmm. I'm I would encourage you to write down what you heard, saw, felt, the memory that came to mind, person that came to mind, the situation that came to mind. Because we're going to talk about something completely different, and if you don't make a, a way for yourself of remembering this and following up on it, an opportunity will be missed. I encourage you to write that down. Ring is something different. It's always this, this message is about being wrong. <laughs>
2: um, I was asking well, the Lord, remind me of the time where I was like ethically wrong. And you reminded me of this time, okay. I I was I was traveling, I remember exactly where we were. We were on the highway, I was late high school. And we're my friends and I. There are four or five of us in the car, and we're, we're traveling up through Hamilton to a place called Blue Mountain in, in, in northern Ontario. And there's lots of good snowboarding. And uh, we're going snowboarding. And my my it's my friend's turn to play the music he wants to listen to. And it's this this band I've never heard of, and they're singing a song that's about a color. I don't, I don't like it. I'm not into it. I'm learning play, I'm not into it. And I'm telling this guy like these things are never gonna amount to anything. And today, Coldplay has sold about 100 million albums. And um, so I was a hundred million times wrong. Um we we can be we can be epically wrong. Um we get really, you know, sometimes we can be wrong in. And it's because we have this attitude that I've never heard that, so it must be wrong. Let me give you another example. When I was very recently wrong, my son, Marcus has just begun um, taking guitar lessons and he's only a couple lessons in. And he would get in the car after the lessons and he'd be telling me about the notes he was playing. And the first time I let it go and the second time like notes, you play chords on guitar. You're talking about notes, right? You're not learning notes. You mean, you mean chords, right, Marcus? And he says, no, notes. Learning notes. I'm like, no, you mean chords. Because I know about playing guitar, because I learned a very small amount for about three weeks when I was in my 20s. And I print off the worship of sheets up here from time to time, and they have chords on them. And he's like, no, we're learning notes. Like, every good boy deserves a bunch.
0: You're like, this like this game, dad, like, you know, it's notes. Like, oh, I guess they don't know, but I sure
2: thought I did. Right. And I, you know, we have those moments where like, I, I that, that must be wrong because I've never heard it. Okay? Um, I remember being in my twenties my and going to Bible college and um, I, I came back after a couple of years and having this conversation with a friend, we grew up in the same church, and I was saying, well, I really think we to be pastor pastors down. And he's like, no, I've heard all of the arguments for that and uh, no, they can't be. And I, I took about two minutes to share some of the things I learned and he's like, I've never heard that before. Like, but we just, we developed this attitude that, well, that must be wrong because I've never heard it. And, and it seems in the church, we really was kind of sad ways. Um, I can remember being so. This is, you know, that was an example where I was right. Um, but I was wrong, you know, I can think of back to a couple of years ago where I was in this prayer meeting with a pastor that I actually really love and respect. And he was sharing how he'd been going through deliverance and he'd been like he'd had um, deliverance from, from spirits
0: and spirits naming these things that he was delivered from. That has to be wrong, I, because I've never heard that. Well, we have a deliverance to the here, so I was clearly wrong. Um, but
2: I can have this attitude of, I've never heard that, it must be wrong. And, and the longer you've been in church, probably, the more likely we are to have that attitude of, I, no, I've been here long enough, and that's new, it must be wrong, to me. It must be wrong, period. And we're gonna meet a guy who has that attitude. And the more that he talks to Jesus, the more he's gonna move from we know to astonishment that he he's never heard these things before and he doesn't know what to do with them. So would you read first or not first John, the book of John, chapter three, we're only gonna to get to verse 12. Right, so if you came hoping
0: to talk the most famous verse in the scripture, next week. Okay? one in person. John 3, beginning of verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the
2: Jews. This man came to Jesus that night and said to a rabbi, We know, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. Jesus responded to him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a person be born when he's old? He may not enter his mother's womb a second time and be born, can he? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless someone is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which has been born of the flesh is flesh, and that which has been born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I have said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you do not hear the sound of it, but you you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it is coming from and where it is going. So is everyone who has been born of the spirit. And Nicodemus responded and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, you're the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know, and we testify of what we have seen, and you people do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Nicodemus comes and starts the conversation by saying you know
0: And the rest of the conversation is going to prove how little he knows okay. What he says is not wrong We know that you are a teacher who has come from God. Is
2: that true? Yes And he says we know that no one can do these besides unless God is with him. Is that true? Yes Nicodemus knows. He said the right things. Nicodemus knows. Do you know do you remember that, that verse in 1 Corinthians where Paul says, we know in part and we come in
0: We know in heart. Nicodemus knows in heart. But the very thing that he doesn't know that he doesn't know is what Jesus
2: wants to address. You know what I mean by he doesn't know, he doesn't know? In other words, there's
0: this gap of knowledge that he's not aware is actually a gap. And this this is where we, we often stumble. That there's this whole area of stuff that we're not even aware is a gap. And part of the reason why we're not aware that there's a gap yeah is because we start with the you yaw. Know, we know a part. We know a part. I remember a pastor
2: telling us that when he went to seminary, his, his diplomatic theology professor opened up on day one and said, Each of us has a thousand and three
0: heresies. Walk with me. I need to remember that. I need to remember that. We know the power to Nicodemus says that no one can do these signs unless God is with them. He's noticed that the
2: signs point to something, but he hasn't noticed the full implication. In, In John, the Jesus' works are not described as miracles. That's one language that comes in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but in John, they're always called signs, because signs point. In other words, the this reality that you see of what God is doing in interrupting things, in disrupting things, in renewing things. Is a pointer to something
0: beyond the thing itself. Water into wine was a pointer to something else. It was a pointer to
2: this methane kingdom, this inbreaking of the spirit is happening here and now. It's a pointer to something else. The Jesus disruption in the temple, cleansing it, emptying it was not simply about creating disruption. It was a pointer to something else, that the end of that temple time had come because God was doing something new and renewing the presence elsewhere. Instead, it was a pointer to something else. Nicodemus has noticed that the signs are pointed to Jesus, but he hasn't noticed the deeper thing it points to which is why Jesus then redirects the conversation and says, you, you noticed the sign, we have not notice
0: the full location where it's going. And sometimes we said we've been using the, um, the line. If you connect the dots, they form an arrow. Nicodemus only connected a couple of dots. There were more to connect, and he hasn't got
2: the arrow yet. Jesus says they point to a kingdom and then point to what the implications of that kingdom are for you, Nicodemus. There's something new that needs to happen in you, Nicodemus, before you will get the full implication of the point of the arrow.
0: It needs to happen in you. There needs to be a renewal. You need to be born again. That leads him to talk about water, the spirit. He says, Nicodemus,
2: there needs to be a birth that happens. Because Nicodemus gets confused, right? Nicodemus gets confused because Jesus uses a pun. And um, we've talked about that before, but I'm not going to get into it. Nicodemus is focusing on natural birth. And Jesus says, no, this is about spiritual birth. People need to be born of water and a spirit. Now, Jesus is not saying that people need to be born physically, naturally, and then also born spiritually. You've probably heard that before. The problem with that is that no one at any time ever referred to natural birth as birth by water. It wasn't a thing. So he has to be referring to something else because to say you have to be born of water would not have corresponded to anything for Jews or any other reason. Birth, natural birth that a mother goes through, that all of us that have gone through, is not birth by water. If anything, we call it birth by blood. It is, it's not birth by water. Jesus is talking about something else. Where have we seen birth by water
0: and birth by spirit in the Gospel of John? How about John Baptist? John the Baptist calls people to a repentance and a baptism in
2: water, and a corresponding baptism in the Spirit. You can fill in the blanks on what you think baptism in the Spirit means, or I can simply refer you to the message a couple of back on that. I'm not going to get into it, but Jesus here seems to be saying there needs to be a renewal that happens then. That is first demonstrated by, you know, Jesus, you get baptized. It's that basic. That's where following Jesus
0: doesn't start when you say the prayer. Following Jesus actually starts when you go through baptism. There there must be that whole and complete picture. You must
2: be born by water. That's what that's what baptism represents, and then there must be a corresponding baptism
0: of the spirit, and whether you think those two happen simultaneously or subsequently. It's going to go back to that message. Nicodemus continues to get more astonished as Jesus
2: says these things, and you can tell because right after Jesus talks about. Um, flesh being born by flesh and by um sort of being born by water and then being born by the spirit. He says, don't be amazed. like Nicodemus is started going like this, well just mouth open and front Jesus, like I'm not even getting what you're saying more. So Jesus says, don't be amazed that I'm saying to you, you must be born again. And then his explanation for that is to draw an
0: analogy between the wind and what the spirit is doing. This is really interesting. Let's look at it again. Could we look at verse eight, please? The wind blows where it wishes. and you do not hear the
2: sound of it, But you, you do hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it is coming from
0: and where it is going. And then your translations go two different ways. Some say, so is everyone who has been born
2: of the spirit, and Others say, so it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit.
0: Is there much of a difference? Maybe, maybe not. It's hard to nail down what Jesus is
2: getting at here. I, I think there are like three possibilities. And knowing John, I'm thinking he probably means all three. Is he saying that the wind blows where it wishes? You do not hear the sound. You hear the sound but you don't know, you don't get it, you don't know where this is going, you don't know where it's coming from, you don't know where it's going. Is he speaking to Nicodemus as an outsider who has not yet been born again, who has no experience with the Spirit saying, you're simply not going to get this should you not be born again, should you not receive the Spirit, is that what he's saying? The wind blows are wishes. Is he talking about the birth process itself of being born of the spirit, saying, you know what? I just I don't know how it happened that I met Jesus and he filled me with his spirit. I I, I could give you a little bit of the narrative, but it's sort of like for someone asking when I fell in love with my wife. Like I couldn't give you a date and time, right? There was there was a whole series of things and Parts of the relationship that I don't even fully understand, but here I am now. Is he talking about that that fluid um, process where the Spirit guides someone to the point where God works in people's lives to the point where suddenly there's this beautiful new thing. And it's almost like you look at it in a rearview mirror, but you're not actually sure at the exact moment when you were born. Yeah, some people pray prayer, but the decision and that whole birth process. What there's a whole bunch of things leading up to that wasn't the exact moment. Okay? Is that what he's talking about? The birth process itself, or is he talking about the people who without the spirit are led just like the wind going with the wind? And you can't necessarily tell where it comes from, where it's going, but you are now sufficiently attuned that you hear. And you want to move him? is that what he's talking about? He's talking about being led by the Spirit. Because there's a confusion, at least in the translation. So,
0: so is everyone who's born of the Spirit, or so it is. My suspicion is that it's all true. It seems to be John's way to pack in more and more reading. With just a few simple words and an analogy that you have a lot of trouble nailing down. It's an exciting life. But it means a willingness to sit with things that we don't fully understand. Can you be someone who can live a life of uncertainty because the wind blows where it wishes and you don't know where it's going? Or do you need more control and certainty? I don't know where this is going, Unity. I don't tell you the message. I don't know where this is going. I don't have a grasp on the wind and where the wind is taking this church. Are you okay to live with the uncertainty of not knowing? Or are you going to? Be like Nicodemus, who says we know. And what God what God does over and over people who say they know is to open them up to what they don't know. Let's be, just be careful. Let's be careful. Okay? I don't know where this is going. Um, that One of the interesting things about the way that Jesus lands this conversation,
2: at least this part of this conversation with Nicodemus, is an
0: astonishment that Nicodemus doesn't have a better grasp of, of what Jesus is talking about. You you see this come out. You are the teacher of Israel, and yet you don't understand these things. Nicodemus's response to Jesus saying that the spirit moves,
2: and you're gonna have to learn to live with that amount of uncertainty. And you're gonna have to learn to be sufficiently attuned. You're going to need the birth that comes in a way that you won't
0: fully comprehend nor understand fully the direction that it goes. Nicodemus' response to that is how can these things be? Because you've lived a life of certainty, And Jesus has undermined that over and over and over again in this dialogue. But he gets to a point where when, when Nicodemus says that for the third time, Jesus says, Some of it you should know. How, how can you be a teacher and yet not have known this? This was expected in the scriptures. Isaiah 44,
2: verses 3 to 5. Um, I remember Jeff Downey. Quoted this verse, it's one of his favorites. I hear him quoted all the time. Uh, He quoted it when he was here uh, a number of weeks back. Isaiah 44, verses 3 to 5 says, I will pour water on the dirty land, I will pour streams on the dry ground,
0: and I will pour my spirit on your children, and my blessings on your descendants. Nicodemus should have that there was a time coming that
2: he would hopefully enter into, in which God would renew his people. He would bring spiritual, spirit filled renewal to the people. I will not read it, but I refer you to uh, Ezekiel 37, where the, Ezekiel 37 is the valley of dry bones, where Ezekiel looks out of the valley uh, of, of People who are dead, right? They die, and it represents the house of Israel. It represents God's people. And Ezekiel is told to prophesy to the breath, wind, breath, wind, breath, and spirit um, to come and
0: fill. And the breath comes. Nicodemus. Out of the scriptures, Nicodemus had Joel two.
2: When when Joel two looked forward to his pipe where God would pour out His
0: Spirit on what what the text says is all people, that there would be a renewal movement of the Spirit, and Nicodemus missed it. And. You should know. Nicodemus. However, I have a lot of hope for him. I have a lot of hope for the Nicodemuses.
2: We see Nicodemus crop up again a couple of times in this gospel. Gonna see him in, I believe it's chapter six, and then I believe in chapter 18, something like that. No, after Jesus' death. So you're looking at chapter 12, okay. In chapter six, he defends Jesus uh, as the religious leaders are talking about what Jesus is doing, they're starting to plot that kind of thing. And Nicodemus in a very subtle way stands up for Jesus. And then after Jesus is crucified. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea requests that the body, uh, be keep given the body of Jesus and Nicodemus joins him. Nicodemus has continued to follow Jesus. So I have a lot of hope for the Nicodemus. Right? It, it, that's as far as it goes, but I have a lot of hope because now Nicodemus has
0: the signs, and what they point to, he has the scriptures, and He's been told of the spirit. I have a lot of hope for myself, I have a lot of hope
2: for our church and what God is doing because there are signs We've, we have seen numerous that I'm not even talk about right now. We've seen numerous ways the Lord has been working in this church and showing you can't for me We have seen the spirit for him. In this place. In fact, when we, when we did a message
0: and, uh, about the baptism of the spirit, a couple things ago, a couple of people were baptized to the spirit. We most importantly, we have the book
2: by which we measure and understand all of the things that we hear,
0: see, experience. Right here, I have a lot of hope for us that we can move forward being led by the spirit and the scriptures, paying
2: attention to the signs and what it is that they point to. I have a lot of hope for the Lord Jesus. I have a lot of hope for myself when I too often say, I know,"
0: And I too often then find out I'm the blessing, I think. This is my prayer for us. That we would, we would become a
2: people who would pay attention to where the wind is blowing. That we would notice the correspondence between what God is doing,
0: what He has said, what He is currently saying, and what's happening, so that we can continue to say we know in part, but we will continue
2: to, to return to the places where we can we can see.
0: Um, how put it, we. We will always know in part that we have a better chance of knowing more fully if we have word, spirit, and
2: that if we can see where he's going, see what he's doing. Does that make
0: sense? We can see what he's doing, you can back it up with scripture, and you ha- and you develop a sensitivity. To what he's saying, there are probably fewer times when we get stuck on that we know. We find a later than we don't. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for your word. Lord, I want to ask for forgiveness for the times where. I have, I have said or presented as though I know in reality it was at best based on something in part and so often was based simply on that's new, I've never heard of that before it must be wrong Lord, I, I think of and this tendency to to take comfort and certainty and simply reject rather than engage Lord I, I pray a blessing over our congregation that we would be a people born of water and spirit, that we would be the people who are are moving with the wind. That where you go, I go. Even if I don't know where you are going, that I would be continually hearing the sound and moving with you. Lord, I bless us with greater sensitivity to your spirit. I ask for ongoing renewals and new births that we might not only enter the kingdom, but see the kingdom as Jesus says to Nicodemus. That we would be people who whose desire is to move from you speaking about earthly things to speaking about heavenly, and that we wouldn't get tripped up at the beginning. Lord, I pray for an increase in your spirit. I, I pray that as we have earlier on identified places where we've asked you for something and then having then recognized the way you've been answering. I pray for an increase in sensitivity to you, that we would recognize what you were saying, that we would recognize what you were doing, that we might move. And Lord, I, I, I pray that that just as you moved to Nicodemus law, you would, you would leave us along this path. I thank you for the ways that you invite us into conversation. That as much as Nicodemus comes to you by night, and it's almost like he's in the dark, and we would step into the light with you, and that there would be, that we'd be willing to go wherever you take that conversation. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. I thank you that we can let go of certainty. I, I thank you for your scriptures that guide us. I thank you that your spirit guides us.
2: I thank you that when we have
0: heard and understood both rightly, they will be blind. Lord, will you guide us together? into greater alignment between Lord and spirit that we might move wherever you move in jesus name amen you you good to do another you've had a break you're good to go okay we're gonna continue amen. thanks Sarah. no problem The final song that I have uh, just really actually has that posture of a, of a learner of something that's trying to see seen
1: The mystery of, of Jesus and the way that he speaks to us and his word. And if stand say song.
2: Blessings, my friends. Go in peace. Um, for those of you who are here, uh, I just saw this word come to mind. I'm not sure if it means anything or not. Just if the word braces means something to you, maybe come up and talk. I
1: don't have more than that.
2: Otherwise, blessings in the week.